Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. As we did in the 50th episode, we're going to do a short guided meditation in the practical application part of this one. You shouldn't listen to this part of the episode if you are driving or operating heavy machinery. Verse 61, Practicing Vulnerability A big country should be like the Delta Low Regions, being the concourse of the world and the female of the world. The female overcomes the male by quietude and achieves the lowly position by quietude. Therefore, if a big country places itself below a small country, it absorbs the small country. And if a small country places itself below a big country, it absorbs the big country. Therefore, some place themselves low to absorb others. Some are naturally low and absorb others. What a big country wants is but to shelter others. And what a small country wants is but to be able to come in and be sheltered. Thus, considering that both may have what they want, a big country ought to place itself low. That's verse 61 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Lin Yutang. Next... Let's break it down. This verse has two aspects to it, and we'll take each aspect one idea at a time. Actually, there are three that I'd like to talk about in this episode, but I'll leave the third part 
being vulnerable with ourselves for the application section. So let's look at these two aspects right now. Aspect one is what vulnerabilities got to do with the whole thing. <laughs> and aspect two is practicing being vulnerable with the DAO, others, and ourselves. So we're talking about like countries here and bigger countries and smaller countries and being low and absorbing and, and all that kind of stuff. What does that have to do with vulnerability? Well, it took me a little while to get there, but the main idea, you know, in my head, I had these images of small bodies of water flowing into larger bodies of water. Lao Tzu uses that imagery once in a while. And I'm also thinking about how big countries and little countries kind of get along and, and play together. I think the main thing that kind of ties it all together is that last line when we're talking about that considering that both may have what they want, a big country ought to place itself low. Okay, that was what kind of tied it all together for me. So if a small country wants to be sheltered by a big country, then what does it do but approach the big country and ask for an alliance ask for partnerships, that sort of thing. And if a country wants to actually shelter others and take care of them, sometimes what it does, it's, it's, it provides a more inviting atmosphere, more friendly policies, and all that kind of stuff, right? Just to make sure that it is welcoming. So I feel in the same sense, we can apply this sort of paradigm to how we're vulnerable with the Tao with others and ourselves. Vulnerability seems to be the thing that really just puts us in a position to be able to have relationships with other people or countries or whatever, right? If, if I can basically lower myself to a position where I am open to receiving that which is given to me or that which is available to me, then I absorb those things and I'm good. I'm better off, right? So I feel like that's the spirit of this verse today. So we're, we're talking about practicing vulnerability, being open so that I can receive. Okay, so that's aspect number one. Now, aspect number two is, okay, well, cool. How do I practice being vulnerable with the Tao, others, and ourselves? There's this uncomfortable feeling that I get whenever I think about being vulnerable. <laughs> it means I'm open to attack. And, you know, growing up, we've learned that we ought not do that with ourselves. We need to, you know, establish boundaries, enforce them, and all that kind of stuff. I think we're talking about a slightly different type of vulnerable here. That vulnerable where we're open to receiving lessons. And they are painful at times. Uh, in fact, when my pride is hurt, that's painful all the time. <laughs> but here's, here's the idea is when I'm open to that and I leave myself open to learning lessons, yeah, it, it hurts a little bit. But really the reason why it's hurting is because I'm discarding something from myself that I don't really need. 
And so if I'm vulnerable, I'm open to that lesson. And it feels like an attack at the time, but it really isn't. It's just the Tao showing me that which I need to see. So that's being vulnerable with the Tao. And it works like that with other people as well, in my experience. And it also works with myself personally. When I can be vulnerable with my relationships, they get messy, sure. That's part of the human experience. But what's more valuable is the lesson that I am learning when I'm in a position to be able to be open to it. And that's with other folks. Now with myself, sometimes I don't want to let myself off the hook for things. I need to be strict. I need to make sure that I do these things and I'm disciplined about it. And when I'm not, well, that's the time to bring out the hammer of guilt and shame and just use that thing until I'm beaten into a bloody pulp. (laughs) But if I'm vulnerable with myself, I need not do any of that beating. I can stop, be gentle with me, be compassionate, learn what I need to learn, grow and move on so that's the gift of vulnerability we'll get more into detail on what vulnerability feels like and what it is in the rest of the episode so to wrap that up let's remember that verse 61 has two aspects to it number one we discussed what vulnerabilities got to do with it in the first aspect and The second aspect is practicing being vulnerable with the Tao, with others, and ourselves. So, let's put that back together. I'll read verse 61 again. A big country should be like the Delta Low regions, being the concourse of the world, and the female of the world. The female overcomes the male by quietude and achieves the lowly position by quietude. Therefore, if a big country places itself below a small country, it absorbs the small country. And if a small country places itself below a big country, it absorbs the big country. Therefore, some place themselves low to absorb others. Some are naturally low and absorb others. What a big country wants is but to shelter others. And what a small country wants is but to be able to come in and be sheltered. Thus considering that both may have what they want, a big country ought to place itself low. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering practicing vulnerability. There are two. Number one is being vulnerable with the Tao. And number two, being vulnerable with others. Being vulnerable with the Tao. The big country wants to shelter and protect the little. The little country wants to be protected. If the big country puts itself below the little country, the little country will come in and be sheltered. If the little country puts itself below the big country, it will be sheltered and protected. 
You know, as I'm saying this, I have this mental picture of a map with large land masses and little land masses. But it's a mental picture, right? So it can have some irregularities too. I'm kind of layering bodies of water on top of those images, remembering how water flows to its lowest point. (laughs) Anyway, my mental pictures make sense to me as I think about this verse. I find that I'm simultaneously the big country and the little country, depending on which situation in which I find myself. When I think about the Tao... I automatically place myself in the position of the little country. I want to be sheltered and looked after. I have no problem, most of the time, being lower than the Tao, because I know that when I can exercise humility and join it, I'm in harmony and therefore at one with the Tao. Which makes me the Tao. And then I become the big country, the one. I can then participate in sheltering and protecting others. I can allow the Tao to operate in my life and use it to help other people find joy, peace, and contentment. I mean, I don't know about you, but I do enjoy bringing a smile to someone's face. I think you can relate. I love this dance we can do in the space of a fraction of a second, being the little country, joining the big one, becoming the big one, and then helping little ones. Forgetting that we're one big country and then just repeating the process. Now, a younger Dan would have wondered what the point was, but the older Dan is appreciative. It seems to me that this dance is interesting. It's what keeps renewing over and over again. It's what allows me to grow. Anyway, let's pause for a moment and wonder what it would look like if the Tao didn't lower itself as the big country. Sometimes a bigger country in the world, instead of lowering itself to others, puts itself above them. And what happens? Oppression, strife, and uncared for people, both inside and outside the country. And if little countries don't lower themselves to bigger countries, They become belligerent and usually create international messes that end up affecting people outside and inside. We can see this pattern occurring over and over throughout our human history. (laughs) Well, the Tao is always lower, isn't it? Good thing. (laughs) Just like the spirit of the valley, the Tao is always ready to receive and it's always giving. It is always there waiting. And that's good because since I am not always in a place of lowering myself, I've got to start somewhere. And if the Tao wouldn't do it, then I certainly wouldn't. I would become the belligerent little country. I have been that belligerent little country more times than I care to admit. So if the Tao is always lower, I guess the main question is, how do I lower myself to the Tao? How do I allow the Tao to absorb me? I think the answer to that is what we've been discussing all along, actually. The practices of acceptance, humility, and compassion have been allowing us to get to a place where we can willfully exercise putting ourselves below the Tao. We have but to practice these things as best we can, and then, by allowing things and situations to develop as they might, without fighting, either internally or externally, We lower ourselves to the Tao 
and receive its care and aid with everything. Being vulnerable with others. For as simple as this verse is, there are so many different levels on which we apply the lesson of vulnerability. A Google search says that vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Which is pretty much the case for the feeling I get when I read verse 61. (laughs) I'd like to talk about that emotional harm in the definition now. Well, it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? My whole life, I've been taught to stand up for myself, protect myself, and protect others. The idea that I should leave myself open to attack seems to not make sense. It runs counter to those teachings, doesn't it? But I suspect that, like everything, I grew up internalizing those teachings in a literal manner. While learning, I never allowed for the possibility that being open to an attack and then getting attacked and then learning from that to avoid that attack in the future would actually help me develop as a human. It was always look out for people who harm you and harm others. So that's why this verse comes as a bit of a shock to the uninitiated Dan. (laughs) Throughout my experiences with life in general, I've discovered for me that my growth comes about when I see things in a new different way a way in which I had been prior to the growth incapable of seeing due to my own biases and thought patterns. So when things happen that jar me out of my typical patterns of reacting and thinking, I grow into a new reality. And much like my body is always changing, so is my conscious awareness, if I make the effort to pay attention. So what's the point of growth then? Well... That's something I don't quite know. I mean, I know it feels cool when I recognize it's happened. You know, like I'm walking on that path in the forest and all of a sudden I get an upgrade somewhere, like a cool hat or a pair of comfy shoes or a magical set of goggles that let me see past the fabric of reality into the energy world. But there are other esoteric reasons why growth is important. And if you've heard of karma or reincarnation... Growth now in this existence means refinement later on. But for right now, I just know that growth keeps my existing interesting. It's like every time I experience growth, I get to a new level in a video game. The scenery changes, the points change, the people and other characters change. It's like a reward for exploring new things. I like that. So vulnerability, it seems, is a great tool for growth. Here's what I've found in my relationships. When I know everything and need to tell my partners, colleagues, and friends what I think and how they should do things, I am using my ingrained thought patterns and reactions to, quote, run my side of the relationship. When I'm not open to their points of view on simple things because I know better, I'm closing off the possibility of experiencing something new with them. Mostly because I've become unwilling to listen, both with my ears and my soul. It turns out for me that yes, I can learn things and experience things by myself, but when other people are involved, that growth is just richer somehow. 
So being vulnerable helps me to listen and allow growth and do a new set of joy-producing experiences with one another. Of course, there's always a risk of injury. But what kind of injury? Well, I'd like to think of at least two kinds. Injury to pride and getting my feelings hurt. Both of which feel icky. But beyond the ickiness, I think we can find the gifts of the Tao. When my pride is hurt, how can that not be a good thing? I mean, during my entire journey with the Tao, I've learned that an absence of selfish desire brings me peace and contentment. So an injury to my pride is just a signal that my selfish ego is there, hiding in plain sight. I then have the opportunity to look at it, then set it aside. What about hurt feelings? Like, maybe I've given someone a genuine piece of me and they don't take it seriously or say something callous and uncaring. Well, I react to this by feeling sad and a little self-pity and later rationalize why the other person is wrong. I can actually use this opportunity to stop all of that and practice forgiveness. Why? Because practicing forgiveness gets me closer to this feeling that everything is me and I am everything. In short, oneness and unity. When my spouse tells me something I really don't want to hear, like this cool thing I'm working on is just an obsession, I immediately want to put the walls up and justify why it's not. But instead of that, I do have the option to listen. Because despite the actual words that she uses, she may mean something else. I can ask her, and inside those seemingly hostile statements, is a person who is calling me to be careful not to allow the cool thing to turn into a side path that will get me nowhere. When the folks at work tell me I need to correct something, I immediately want to stand up for myself and tell them why they're wrong. If I'm practicing vulnerability, though, I can look for a way to perform my work better and more efficiently. And how about when someone in my group of friends misinterprets my actions and tells everyone else? Do I need to tell everyone how they're wrong? Or can I accept that maybe there's a lesson in there? Or can I allow my actions to speak louder than their words? For me, this is a hard one that I can practice more of. (laughs) Now, Does all of this mean that I've got to wear my heart on my sleeve or just walk around giving people opportunities to hurt me? No, I don't think so, for that wouldn't be an expression of self-love. I think the idea, why we practice, is to get better at hearing the myriad messages of the Tao through others. Some folks have genuinely hostile intentions against which we should protect ourselves. But just because there are a few of them, doesn't mean that we have to close ourselves off to the rest of the folks who don't. Of course, we should proceed with caution, but always be looking for times when we can use vulnerability to our advantage. Lao Tzu tells us that when we are the big country, we just want to protect others. We can do that by being open and inviting, vulnerable. And when we need aid, In a sense of belonging, we can be like the little country, vulnerable to the big one. So it seems that in whatever situation we find ourselves, we can always get what we need by opening ourselves up to others, cautiously, 
but bravely, and be ready to receive or give that which is needed for all. That seems pretty in harmony with the Tao to me. I think that's a great place to stop. So to wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering practicing vulnerability, I thought about two things. Number one was being vulnerable with the Tao. And number two, being vulnerable with others. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of practicing vulnerability in this verse today. I'd like to invite you to do a short vulnerability meditation with me. As always, you shouldn't listen to this meditation if you are driving, operating, having machinery, or in a place where you must concentrate on your task. So, let's begin by getting comfortable. You can sit, stand, walk, or lay down, whatever makes you comfortable. Let's take a look at our body right now. Is it comfortable? Do you need to adjust anything? That's good. Let's just settle in. Let's ask the Tao to show us something new today. Thank you. Let's take a moment to watch our breath for a couple counts. Observe the way it feels in your nostrils. The way it feels is it's entering your lungs and then leaving them. Let's pay some attention to the way our breath feels at the tips of our nostrils, maybe coming out and flowing over our upper lip. It's good. Now let's turn our attention to our heart area. You may feel your heart beating and you might not. That's okay. Just think of a person you love and the last light, fun, loving moment you had with them. Hmm, yes, that feeling now in your heart area. That warm little glow you have in there. Let's just sit with it and feel it for a moment. In the last few moments, perhaps a thought or five has floated across your attention. What was that thought or thoughts? How about now? What's your brain working on? I'd like to tell you a story about my two friends. One friend is Mr. Brain, 
and he lives on the second floor of a two-story building. The other friend is Miss Feelings, and she lives on the ground floor in the same building. There is a stairway that connects the two floors. Mr. Brain almost never runs into Miss Feelings. They both have different schedules. They use the same doors and windows in the building, but they rarely see each other. Most of the time, they aren't even aware of each other. Mr. Brain is an analyst for his country. He crafts policy. He communicates with the governmental departments and reports the status of things to the head of the government. Mr. Brain is always busy, and he loves doing what he knows he is meant to do. From time to time, Mr. Brain finds himself reacting to the tenant below. She is making noise or has heated up the building with her activities. He doesn't like it because it distracts him from his work. And since he is mostly unaware of Miss Feelings, he just tries to ignore the inconvenience and keeps doing his work. During these times, his work isn't as good, and though he is slightly unsatisfied, he keeps going. Meanwhile, Miss Feelings is the energy commissioner for the country. She responds to energy usage needs and manages surges in demand for energy and surges for supply in energy. Her job is to act as a regulator, always keeping the country in balance with its energy needs. From time to time, when there are surges, the energy spills out of her dwelling or it rushes into her dwelling. It is simply a matter of capacity. She enjoys taking care of her country. Sometimes, she is distracted from her work by Mr. Brain. He may have a phone call that is very loud. Or he may listen to a report that is so long that it keeps her up at night. Since she is mostly unaware of Mr. Brain, she just tries to ignore the inconvenience and keeps doing her work. During these times, her work isn't as good, and though she is slightly unsatisfied, she keeps going. Now, I'd like you to imagine that one day Mr. Brain and Miss Feelings meet. They do know of each other, but they're not close. But for some reason, on this day, Mr. Brain and Miss Feelings talk to each other. They both realize that they live in the same building. They're both students of the Tao, and eventually start talking about the big country and the little country. I'd like you to imagine what their conversation sounds like for the next few moments. Just take some time to explore this now. What is their conversation like? What do they talk about?
after they talk, they go back to their work, resolving to meet again soon. Mr. Brain feels satisfied with his work and the new friend that he has. Miss Feelings is also satisfied. Now let's consider our thoughts and our feelings for a moment. Try to feel the both of them at the same time. Let's consider how we can be aware of them together for the rest of the day or intermittently throughout the day or tomorrow. Our thoughts affect our feelings and our feelings affect our thoughts. Let's observe how this happens as we go about our lives. Let's also consider how our thoughts can be vulnerable with our feelings and how our feelings can be vulnerable with our thoughts. If I was Mr. Brain, I would want to act compassionately with Miss Feelings, making sure I did my best not to disturb her. How would that look for you? If I was Miss Feelings, I would want to act compassionately with Mr. Brain, making sure I did my best not to disturb him. How would that look for you? Okay, let's go ahead and end the meditation now. Let's thank the Tao for showing us something new. Thank you. As we come back, let's remember where we are. Let's feel gravity again. Let's observe our breath again. Let's wiggle our fingers and our toes. And just as a final thought, in this meditation, we practice being vulnerable with ourselves. I encourage you to practice this a few times over the next week. Get comfortable with it. Observe how your thoughts and your feelings interact with each other. Allow them to be. Allow them to think and to feel. What lessons can you draw from that? When you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes. Thank you for exploring being vulnerable with ourselves with me today. I wish you peace, compassion, and humility. Until the next time, bye-bye. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 61 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Lin Yutang. A big country should be like the Delta Low regions, being the concourse of the world and the female of the world. The female overcomes the male by quietude and achieves lowly position by quietude. 
Therefore, if a big country places itself below a small country, it absorbs the small country. And if a small country places itself below a big country, it absorbs the big country. Therefore, some place themselves low to absorb others. Some are naturally low and absorb others. What a big country wants is but to shelter others. And what a small country wants is but to be able to come in and be sheltered. Thus, considering that both may have what they want, a big country ought to place itself low. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.